Hello and welcome back to The Growing Revolution. I'm Eric with Smart Pot Fabric Planters. And this week, our guest is Megan Clark, who is an entrepreneur, passionate especially about gardening and beekeeping. She's a big fan of growing in Smart Pot containers and raised beds. And we wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about her journey. So, Megan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Eric. I have loved and appreciated what you guys do over there at Smart Pots for about four years now. Um, so it's really cool to be able to actually get on and see face to face, get the face to the you know name. <laughs> nice. Well, first off, congratulations on your recent engagement and marriage. Uh, so can you tell folks where in the USA you are located and how long you've been gardening for in general? Yeah, so uh, located down in the northern Cincinnati area, so that would technically be zone six. Um, we, you know, have a pretty, you know, mild climate, so I actually can grow, um, you know, more seven and eight stuff. Um, been gardening about, you know, it's all an experiment, right? For I'd say four years now, um, and it was really cool because it was right before everything exploded at the beginning of 2020. Um, we had just moved here, uh, you know, with my, well, was boyfriend, now husband. Uh, we had came here to northern Cincinnati because of work, uh, ended up moving in together in this house. It's great, but we rent. Uh, can't go tear up my yard outside. Uh, kind of was like looking at this patio. Didn't really know how to cook didn't know how to grow food. And I thought, hmm, it looks pretty bare. It'd be nice if I could. I literally wanted to grow zucchini. That's it. Wanted to have a planter out there, grow zucchini. And uh, that's where it started. <laughs> yeah, you, you've probably seen some pictures. Uh, so I'm going to say that it probably will take off for almost everybody who says it's only going to start with zucchini. <laughs> Gardening is addictive. Uh, and we always recommend people to start small just because yes. it can be a lot of work if you don't really know what you're getting into, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing. It's an experiment. So believe it or not, my first year was the best year. Why? Because I followed the books to a T. I went on YouTube, Callie Kim. That's how I got connected with you guys. She was a huge um, mentor, really, to me. Um, I followed exactly what she said. I'm reading the books online and did great. But then year two, I was like, hmm, maybe I should start experimenting. Didn't go great. <laughs> year three got a little bit more last year. But I think after you know almost four years, you're going to realize what you want to grow, what works best for your family. And I think you know some people they give up when they see how much it takes. So definitely start on a small scale so you can get that, you know, get those experimental ideas out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're going to experiment, uh, you know, experiment by using a smart pot and uh, you'll have yep. <laughs> pretty much guaranteed success. And that kind of leads me into my second question, uh, which was how you were introduced to smart pots. And it sounds like Callie Kim uh, yeah. gosh, she's probably the best sales rep we've ever had because <laughs> she's brought more people to, uh, smart yeah. pot containers than anyone else. So what else are, besides, uh, zucchini are you growing in smart pots? 
So it really started off, you know, zucchini, tomatoes, um, peppers, the basic stuff. I've really more expanded to what's going to work best throughout the season. Um, it's really tricky here in Ohio from about February to even May. We had like 40 degree weather last week. So it comes down to, you know, I'm trying to work with onions, broccoli, cauliflower in the springtime, experimenting with some celery and Brussels sprouts, um, and then warm weather, I just got all that planted out. So plenty of herbs. I love doing companion planting in smart pots. That's one of my favorite things. I'm actually, as you see, I'm looking out at my garden right now to kind of get a reference. And that's the coolest thing. I'm sitting here in my living room. And I'm able to look out right now and see what I could plan for dinner. Um, and it's really cool because smart pots, you can almost, um, what's a good way uh, to say this, manipulate nature. And then you can almost grow a little bit further past what your zone says you can. Um, what I can do in a smart pot is different than what I can do in ground for sure. Yeah, definitely. The The root temperature is a huge factor for plant development. If your roots aren't at a certain, or if the soil isn't at a certain temperature, the roots won't develop properly. And definitely a smart pot will warm up the soil quicker uh, in yeah. the cooler months. And yeah, I, I see it definitely. Uh, being more productive. A lot of my neighbors are just jealous by how early I was getting tomatoes and cucumbers and their mm -hmm. plants are just barely getting going. So, hey. Yeah, definitely. So can you tell us about your beekeeping business? Is that a, <laughs> a hobby that developed into a business? And what have you noticed yeah. with your garden as a result? You know, it really started off, um, I guess, backtrack completely to what I uh, guess it's kind of a full-time career too, is industrial safety, um, but more on the hazardous material environmental side. So I work with um, like ammonia for refrigeration and I teach the safety of that. So that's why you'll see me posting about hazmat and stuff too. Um, and that being in an environmental role at a food manufacturer, they actually gave us the opportunity to keep bees in the green space out back and like behind the facility. We made bacon and they were like, let's keep some bees back here. Well, the environmental manager happened to be my father. So my dad's like, hey, we're both in environmental, kind of like perfect role for us. And we ended up um, actually doing University of Montana classes. So kind of was like serious from the get-go, um, doing it for our company, but as a hobby, I uh, took that home. But being in a subdivision, this urban backyard, I'm limited on what I can do with my garden, and I'm definitely limited with bees. I can't have colonies at my house, um, which led me to basically networking with the local community to find a place to keep my bees. Um, once I realized that my industrial safety, I could do that by myself. I didn't need the food manufacturer and it would be much bigger if I got to leave them. Um, it gave me the time, it gave me the money and also the connections to be able to also expand my beekeeping. Beekeeping somehow became a business. <laughs> I think it really started off people saying, are you gonna sell your honey? And I was like, 
you know, I didn't really plan on it, but it would help me recuperate some of the cost of the apiary. But from there on, it's like I've made dozens of connections in this community through beekeeping, um, which has in turn connected me to flower farmers. I never dove into cut flowers. I was just doing vegetables. So that's a huge a uh, big new thing for me. I now am connected with local farmers where I can go down the road 15 minutes and if I can't grow it, they're growing it for me and I get to know the process. That would have never happened if I wasn't like, if maybe if I was sitting at the job and they said, do you want to do beekeeping? And I wasn't a gardener, I might not have taken that opportunity. It was like, hmm, you know, I do gardening. I guess I could do beekeeping and Wow. So glad that I took the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. In life, it, I always say it's not necessarily about what you know, it's about who you know. And I 100%. strongly encourage people to get to know local farms because, yeah, you're not going to grow everything that you can consume. And these yeah. professional farmers do it you know, better than anyone else uh, around. So, yeah, definitely get to know your local farmer, your local you know, rancher, uh, you know, yeah, it's just a good idea. It saves money. It generally oh, yeah. get much better quality product, better tasting. Yeah. Support by local. Oh yeah. Definitely. It was picked that morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. yeah, exactly. So it, I think that's the coolest part about this community is, you know, smart pots and Cali Kim and the online gardening community has connected me like really worldwide, not even just countrywide with other gardeners and beekeepers. Um, and then what I do, what it's inspired me to do in this community has connected me with, yeah, like everybody. And I think that's really cool. I now go to farmer's markets and now I'm actually um, like a vendor at farmer's markets, not just going and shopping at them. So it's, you know, full circle. And I think it's pretty cool to see just in four years where all grown to uh you know no pun intended <laughs> and that's and that's uh you know a nice thing about grow uh uh beekeeping is the honey that you produce if you don't sell it all at that week's farmer's market well just put it pack it up and sell it next week because uh honey lasts for yeah uh yeah the... never expire <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what are the startup costs like for starting a bee colony? And I believe you said that's called an apiary. Uh, and then what's yeah, the so, maintenance like on that? Yeah, so roughly, um, you know, an average cost to literally just buy your hive body to start out can be about $150, $200. Um, so that's going to be your investment. But that's the equipment that's going to last for quite a few years, you know, um, you're going to have to add on to that. So I don't think a lot of people realize I buy this $200 kit. I still have to get my bees somehow. Still got to get a jacket, still got to get a veil. I get mine together to make it easier. Um, you need a smoker, you need a J hook. So you need personal protective gear to even do your job. Uh, you'll see the beekeepers who they basically are dressed like this and they're doing their thing. I like my face not looking swollen and uh, my hands get so itchy, but you can go blind. And I think that's one thing that a lot of people need to take um, into account when they see these beekeepers who are just catching swarms with no gear and they're doing beekeeping maintenance with no gear is you, you 
you know, we have a lot to um, keep protected and being in industrial safety, I think that already like passes down. Um, so you will see me full gear um, every time, but I don't wear the suit. So I kind of say suits optional. You can really just protect your skin, protect your face, uh, get your tools. Hey, right there, that's, that's a good, you know, $400 possibly. Um, the bees. Where are you going to get your bees from? Well, <laughs> that's one um, a little controversial, but you're in uh, you're in Florida, right? Are you in warm warm weather? Yep, right. Panhandle, uh, where I want to be. <laughs> we just got married in Panama City, so um, we're now. Yeah, I to saw that beautiful to... pictures. <laughs> Thank you. You know, beekeeping could be year round down there. So look at the benefit of this. If you are purchasing bees from Georgia. Florida, uh, the Carolinas, in the Midwest, you're going to get bees guaranteed that year. You can buy them from a company and they're going to ship them to you. But just like if you buy a plant and you try to grow a zone nine plant, a monstera, and you bring it to Ohio and you're like, yep, zone six, there could be, you know, you might need to feed them more. You might need to baby them a little bit more. Um, they might introduce different pests and stuff like that into our area. So things to keep into consideration with the whole support local deal. We put a box up on a tree and we catch our bees. Um, I tell people that's the easiest and cheapest way to catch your own bees. And then you'll have like a box to get your own colonies. Um, right there, we're still kind of getting close to that thousand dollar range just to start the beekeeping process. And, you know, with the maintenance, they have to understand it's like being a farmer. You're going to grow, you're going to have to harvest, uh, you have to maintain your animals. And just like a garden, you have to maintain pests or diseases. And it's truly not just, um, it is a hobby, just like gardening and all this can be, farming can be a hobby but it truly does need to be taken with um, seriousness and respect. I think it's really important to understand these creatures are great, but uh, they're, they have a lot of power, <laughs> a lot of power behind them. You know, it, it might sound crazy. I'm uh, almost going on 43. I've never been stung by a bee. And part of me yeah. is like deathly afraid of getting stung by a bee. Cause I don't think I'm allergic to bees, right? but like, I've never been tested, so I don't know. Yeah. So it's one of these days, I'm sure of, I'll get stung. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing is we don't really know. Um, and when I first got stung, same thing. I'm turning 26 this year, and I just started beekeeping about three years ago. I actually didn't get stung until about my second year in. Um, and when I did, I cried because I was so scared. I was like a full-blown panic attack. My dad's like, you're fine you'll be okay. But I was horrified. And so, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you don't know, um, but you're, I get super itchy. I swell up. It's just not really fun for about a week. So I just, you know, I'm going to take the precautions. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. I always say. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So kind of getting back into your day job um, with, with I, I'm sorry, what was the name of your uh, the title again of of what you're doing? So let's see which one the safety one. <laughs> yeah. So it's called my safety. Um, literally just like my safety, and our motto is 
my safety is all about your safety. <laughs> because we wanted it to be like, we're not your average safety consultant. Um, we're not going to come in and be like, here's your report of everything that's messed up, like pay us our big old check. It was more of a like, we go in and we're very personal and connect with these employees, one-on-one uh, -on -one training sessions on a very, very extremely um, critical topic, you know? And it's, so it's like, we're basically teaching them how not to um, release hazardous chemicals into our community. Um, and in turn, they are keeping product cool. So food manufacturing wouldn't be able to run without these hazardous chemicals. But of course, these hazardous chemicals also pose um, a severe you know, threat to wherever they're at. So it's kind of a joint effort between, I'm the middleman or middlewoman. Um, it's like we have these food manufacturers and then we have the first responders and then there's me. And then I'm like, hey, like we need to plan. We need to train because you have the hazardous chemical, which means that you might have to respond to it. So it's yeah. like um, really prepare for the worst. Yeah. So hopefully if you do your job well enough, hopefully the first responders are never needed, right? Right. And that's another thing, <laughs> mechanical integrity. It's a, it's a fancy name called process safety management. Um, and it's for hazardous chemicals that are regulated by like OSHA and the EPA. So yeah, you don't want to mess with that. <laughs> are you finding your customers or are they finding you? So funny. I swear all my businesses are like intertwined like a vine. My safety business, literally <laughs> my safety. Um, I'm full of puns today. So <laughs> my safety has actually connected me with multiple beekeeping clients. Like randomly these people see, cause I kind of just post all my stuff everywhere. Like, hi, I'm Megan. This is what I do. And a lot of people are like, whoa, well, I need you for hazmat training, but I also want to keep bees in my backyard. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so a lot of my beekeeping clients, actually 100% of them this year have, the SCO is really working for me. Uh, the algorithm is doing its job because with beekeeping, I've gotten all my calls. I've, I haven't reached out to anybody. Um, I've gotten a lot of calls about swarms and cutouts. Um, and my client list is 100% booked and that also was all just people reaching out. So I think it's starting to, especially in this local community, that word of mouth is incredible. How many times people are like, hey, I want bees. I was told to call you. I heard you have great local honey. I, whatever the case may be, right? So it really kind of, uh, you establish your, your roots, right? You plant your seeds, uh, you let it grow. I just tell people, let it go, let it grow, but you still got to like fertilize it and water it. <laughs> it's a process. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that. Um, word of mouth is always the best referral uh, you can yeah. get. You get the best customers that way. Um, they're not nickel and diming you usually. No, <laughs> um, no and that's the best because they actually came from a personal reference, you know. So back to our, I guess, theme of this is support local. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and 
Great segue there. So you started a group called the Grow Community. And can you tell yep. us about how that came about and what that all entails? Yeah. So timeline, um, the safety business was started in 2021. Yeah, 21. Um, after the pandemic, we basically were like, I, I, we don't want to work for just one company. It, it, we don't want to be controlled by just that one paycheck and only work for that one desk, basically. Um, so it inspired us to become entrepreneurs. We had been together for less than a year. I, who starts a business literally like living together for barely a year? And I was like, yep, we're going to start a business. Um, hey, when it so works, Jared it works. I, it does. And, and we met in safety. So I actually flew out to Kansas. I met him. And so long story short, we ended up going back to the classroom, but together being the instructors. So really all of my life experiences continually, I just use these to build something for myself. Um, the past three years have been weird for everybody. And I keep telling people just, if you have something, if you have an idea, just do it, just try. Um, same with like smart pots. I always reached out to you guys. I would make random videos and you guys inspired me to make magical garden something bigger for garden. That's why I started my Instagram. I wanted more social media influence and I wanted to become part of the community. So same with safety. I wanted it to be bigger. Well, in the end of 21, when I started, uh, being actually full-time self-employed with the safety, gave me the time to start Magical Garden full-time. That was last year in March. That's about one year in. So think of over three years into entrepreneurship myself and being in a community with Cincinnati has millions of people. And I looked around and realized the reason my business grew was because I just reached out. I just networked. And I thought, hmm, I really benefited from the safety business with my gardening and the gardening is all about growth. And I was sitting there one day talking to my then fiance and Jared goes, it's like a growth community, like a grow community. And I was like, oh, thanks. I'm stealing that. So I can't even take credit for the grow community. It was my husband and that, that's why <laughs> we are, we are literally it's all about who you know. Like, yeah, we're like business. Um, I don't know. When we get together, him and I are such a good team. Um, and he inspired me to basically provide that feeling for others. I wanted to just brand, and I hosted it actually, if you uh, saw, it was under Magical Garden. So I started this Grow Unity under the Magical Garden brand and realized it kind of like, you know, when you grow a plant in a smart pot and you're like, I'm going to put two seedlings in there, or you like try to squeeze a second plant in, but like the root systems are competing and you're like, eh, you don't want to suffer. And what had happened was Magical Garden was almost, almost tiny bit suffering because it couldn't, it, I couldn't showcase my garden when I'm like advertising all these events and, and this marketing thing. Mm -hmm. So took the chance and I think we're almost, or yeah, 400 followers within two months. What more could you ask for? I mean, it really 
same thing. The word spread throughout the community. There's this gardener beekeeper who is growing more than plants. That's what I kept telling everyone is, hey, I'm a gardener, but I want to grow more than just plants. I want to grow you. And the local news outlet even picked up on it. Um, and they just wrote that article about the grow community, which made me think that, wow, it's a real company. <laughs> so it's I technically have these three brands and each one has continually uh, just grown and inspired another, but 100% would not be able to do it without, like you see my mom, she's, my mom's awesome. She loves smart pots. Uh, she supports me in this gardening and she even will be like, Megan, have you posted about smart pots lately? And I'm like, I know, I know I got to get on. Cause I'm always focused on like Thanks, one mom. business and I, right. She's always like, you got to post about them. And, and it's because I'll be like focused tunnel vision on beekeeping. And then I'm like, ah, got to get back to gardening. And so it's kind of one of those things where the grow immunity helps kind of take a little bit of Ah, the weight off my shoulders. Um, it's good for everybody, but secretly it's benefiting me. Um, and I know they know that, but I try, I really don't make any money off of it. Uh, safety, safety business, that that's the reason we have a house. <laughs> you know? It's and Magical Gardens not making that type of money. Um, Magical Gardens, like really fun and educational. Um, and I love it, but it does definitely help provide for itself. Grow immunity nothing but what it does it's so fulfilling inside um and seeing what i can kind of help the community do too like i said take the weight off your shoulders yeah yeah and then who knows <clears throat> what benefits you're going to reap from the grow community yeah. down the road like you know could be more business opportunities uh you know could be a fourth uh brand that you start up who knows yeah it it's offered jobs for people um, it's offered me many collaborations and I'm actually going to start allowing these ladies to host their own workshops through my brand. So like, don't worry about marketing it. Don't worry about having to set it up. Like I know how to do that, but I don't want to keep having to brainstorm my own ideas and they've got talents. And some of these women have amazing credentials and I, when I read their bios, I'm blown away. The people who are giving me a chance, it's like, I, I really can't ask for any more. That itself, my I talked to my mom a few days ago because that's my best friend. And we decided even if it stopped today, even if the grow community basically was like done and there were no more events, what the impact it is, you know, made um, is, is worth it all. So, yeah, just really excited to see where it grows. <laughs> yeah. Karma. Gotta, gotta love that. You're, you're yeah. reaping lots of rewards. So, um, kind of yeah. getting back into gardening besides growing in a smart pot, do you have any favorite gardening tips or tricks that you've picked up over the years that work really well for you? Yeah. Um, number one, <laughs> and I learned the hard way, even literally about five weeks ago, I was learning the hard way. Um, you have to feed your garden if you want it to feed you, and we can even take that to like a life metaphor, is we can't just like, it looks so easy sometimes, just plant the plant and smart pots, trust me, it makes it a world of a difference. But to give you an example, um, my first year went really good because I used Fox Farm straight out of the bag. Well, of course, when you fill your containers with a highly 
packed with nutrients. It's high quality. It's great. But after I, you know, filled up and expanded, I needed something a little more cost efficient. Um, but I didn't mix a good amount of compost in. Now, compost is more of a, a slower release when it comes to its nutrients. It's not going to be ready for them to go right away. Um, I've burnt plants. I have wasted let's just say hundred, probably a couple hundred dollars in seedlings that I went to buy or even grow myself and then put them in the soil and stunted, uh, burnt them, uh, lack of nutrients, didn't control the pest. And that's another thing. We have to be more preventative. Don't wait till they're yellow. Do not wait until there's holes all over them. Now you do want to see holes on your plants because you know you got a good garden, <laughs> but you want to limit and it's just one of those, I was way too reactive and now I'm trying to go more proactive of add the nutrients in before you put the plant in. You know, of course you still got to fertilize, but add the preventative pest maintenance before they come. Um, so I really just think it's good to try to maybe keep a journal. I try to do that and be like, hey, the squash bugs are, they're coming in July. You know, the, this is what you gotta, the, you gotta worry about the hornworms. They'll be around in August. <laughs> it's like, I think it's cool when you just experiment and have fun with it, but kind of keep track. It can help you plan a little bit better. I think planning's key. Yeah, it, a good saying, uh, those who fail to plan are planning to fail, right? Yeah, and exactly. Even still, I don't take my own advice. I'm like, yeah, let's just wing it again this year. Let's yep, just. Uh, yep. <laughs> but, but actually, then I can the, teach you. <laughs> yeah, but actually, this uh, this Christmas, my aunt and uncle got us a gardening in Florida book, which has like a month by month breakdown of oh, what yeah. you should be planting and what you should be harvesting, and we've been trying to follow that. And I'd have to say our garden is even more productive this year than it was last year. So uh, I'm 100% on yep. your uh, planning regimen. It, it's helped me and it'll help yeah. you guys too. Awesome. Absolutely. So Megan, uh, where can people get in touch with you and find you on social media? Yeah. So, well, since I have a few pages, uh, the main two it's going to be the Magical Garden, um, but I just call it, it's just at Magical Garden and also the Growmunity. I did keep the the in that one. Um, so it is at Magical Garden and at the Growmunity and both have their respective websites as well um, that kind of have more of the services, what we offer. Uh, the Growmunity website's kind of still in the works, but it is up and running and that's where every single entrepreneur that attends my events and is part of my community will be featured. Um, so that'll be a cool place if you're like, oh, you know, I just wonder what's in the Cincinnati and Dayton area. Um, and I eventually, maybe, especially with the help of communities like, you know, Smart Pots, will be able to expand more than just Cincinnati and hopefully be able to offer the Grow Community uh, nationwide. That would be really cool one day. It, it just makes sense that every community should have something like that uh, if, yeah. if they don't already. It makes total sense to me. So, um, Megan, this was uh, really great to get to know you further beyond just uh, seeing your posts and, and your garden and your bees and all that fun stuff. So <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much, Eric. I appreciate being part of your community.